Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with filmmaker and musician Ian McFarland, the director of the Godfathers of Hardcore documentary. Check it out. What's up, everybody? It's Keefe from Ghost Cult Magazine and the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. And I am here with director, musician Ian McFarland, the director of the Godfathers of Hardcore film. Ian, how are you today? I am great, man. Uh, congratulations on the film. Uh, I followed the arc of the film from the making and up to now. It is now, uh, you know, a huge acclaimed award-winning success, which I couldn't be happier about as a fan of this music for a long, long time. And uh, and now, stre- you know, uh, streamed on Showtime, streaming on Showtime On Demand, and I'm sure available for purchase everywhere. And we will put those links up in the description. But I just wanted to jump in and, and talk now that you had a little bit of distance from the completion of the film and the press tour and everything. Uh, you know, where is where is it all sitting with you? Uh, sort of this moment where you've, you know, finished this, you know, labor of love, basically, this love letter to hardcore and these two guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, and regarding, you know, what you just asked me, um, I don't know, man. It's it's a, it's, it's it seems like a simple question, but it's, it's actually a really complicated one um, because when you do a film, um, especially something that is, you know, so close to who you are as a person, um, or a book, or an album, whatever. Um, any form of you know artistic expression. Um, my medium is film right now, and um, you know it's I'm slowly kind of getting a, a grasp on what's been going on for the last year. I mean, it, it's 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 a lot because I'm doing so much with this film. Sometimes you don't have time to slow down and, and just um, enjoy the moment. And my wife like to tell me she she always. The one thing she said to me for the last 20 years, she said, just slow down. Just please, just slow down. Calm down. Like, slow down. Take a little slower. Like, just sit there for a second. You know, be in the moment. I have a really hard time dealing with that. I, I don't, I don't sit well. You know, sit still, easy. Um, and then that kind of, uh, progresses into when I do projects. I just keep moving, keep moving, and I don't really have time to enjoy it. But the past couple of weeks, I've really slowed down a little bit and just seeing what this thing has done and it's absorbing it. And um, it's a little bit overwhelming, to be honest with you. And when you really start, when I really start thinking about it, um, you know, we, because you know, we, we were, you know, we started the film as a, as a, you know, DIY venture, 100. Um, percent And then um, we put my little tiny company put, you know, every penny we had into it at the time, um, and we could anyways. And uh, you know, then we went, we showed and shot some footage. Um, because I wanted to shoot some footage before I started asking people for money. Um, and I wanted to make sure I could make it work and I could fall through with what I did. I don't think it'd be anything worse than uh, doing a Kickstarter and then not actually uh, being able to, you know, do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> um, so I, 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 you know, we did a Kickstarter and that went really well. We had just awesome people that have supported us from all around the world. Um, and then, you know, once the Kickstarter was done, we, we kept, you know, we, Film, you know, a lot of the film, and then we had to get, you know, more investors, and, and then um, from there we we ended up going and, and doing film festivals and all over the world, and then like you, you know you said, uh, you know, landing ultimately on a you know, 
broadcast and streaming platform, uh, premium channel, Showtime. And uh, from December 12th, it's been broadcast and streamed regularly on Showtime and now Showtime's movie channel as well. Um, it's still being broadcast. It's going to be broadcast for quite a while. Um, they have the right to do it throughout their whole term, uh, just a couple of years. And then, um, you know, we're getting, we're gearing up right now uh, for releasing uh, overseas on another uh, broadcast and streaming platform, another premium uh, channel and entity, which I can't really reveal what it is yet because the deal is signed, but I'm not allowed to say who it's with yet. Um, massive, massive audience. And then uh, shortly after that, the film will be released uh, digitally um, on uh, iTunes, you know, hopefully Vudu, Google, Amazon, Mango, Vimeo, anything that uh, will take the film digitally, uh, any platforms. And then, um, you know, we keep rolling. I'm even still doing film festivals, to be honest with you. I just got accepted into uh, a couple really big ones overseas. Um, that we're invited to come to. Um, so, in the long answer, uh, it's there's a lot, <laughs> a lot going on. And I'm just kind of trying to right now take it one step at a time and just live in the moment. You know, I couldn't be happy with Amazing. And thanks for that answer. Uh, you know, now to dial it back a second, because we started there with the big view, you know, the big view. Uh, this this subject, right? New York hardcore, the roots of hardcore music, Roger and Vinny and the scene. Uh, you took such loving care, I have to say, uh, to really illustrate all the facets, you know, as many as possible of the time in New York you know, there's some archival stuff in there. There's amazing, you know, sort of DIY band stuff from the whole history. You see like young, young, young people who are have now grown up with us and we've grown up with them. Uh, and just and also the relationship of Roger and Vinny. So uh, as a filmmaker, you know, and you and you've made some some other films, uh, you know, documentary is not the most, you know, easy thing to tackle. Um and it's, you know, I think people misunderstand the purpose of documentary, but I think you did a really wonderful job there illustrating all these things. So I guess what I'm asking in a roundabout way is, you know, why documentary? And then what inspired you to start doing this film beside your obvious connection and history yourself in hardcore? Well, um, well, you know, documentary, I've always just gravitated towards documentary um, for some reason. Uh, I've always been a big fan of documentary, not reality TV, but, you know, films. And um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, only do documentary, but I do, it's weird, there's, there's a couple different types of documentary in my mind. There's, you know, um, there's the, the fly on the wall, captures it happens, um, you know, and, and just tell the story over a period of time, you know, and this, you follow the story as it unfolds, right? You don't know how it's going to end. Um, then the, uh, there's the other kind of documentary, which is more of like a, a narrative kind of documentary um, storytelling. And then there's also like, you know, maybe like, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what you call it, um, where it would be like, you know, documentary that is, you know, uh, reenactment or, you know, talking heads and then everything's recreated. Those are three types of documentaries that are, are, are really going right now, and and 
really, I love documentary because it's, you can really do anything with it right now. Um, and there's really no boundaries. Um, there's a lot of just super creative films that are coming out these days. And, and with, with production value, you know, the technology moving as fast as it has in the industry, um, music and film, um, video and audio and whatnot, it makes it a lot more, you know, obtainable for a, 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 a DIY filmmaker to do high end, high quality, you know, the work. And that's kind of what we tried to accomplish with, with this song is tell the, the you know, story um, in, in a subject that I'm, you know, very involved with being hardcore punk rock. Um, I'm invested into it. I, it's, it's part of who I am, my DNA. Um, I grew up in that scene, so, you know, telling a story from it was, you know, almost like the most natural thing I could do, I think, um, when combining my two loves, which is film and music. Um, so, you know, it's, it's documentary, it's just, it's, it's, there's so much you can do with it these days. Um, and I love it. I mean, I've done a, I've done a, I've done a lot of documentary work. I do a lot of commercial documentary work as well. Um, which is a whole other monster. It's still storytelling, but it's right on. And that's also my field. Uh, I work in marketing and advertising. Um, so surely, uh, you know, when the subject's a little more personal to you, uh, you know, my, you know, no less, you know, successful or satisfying, but certainly a lot deeper meaning when it's something you've been around your whole life, which is this genre and the, and these musicians, right? so glad you did uh and you know for for just a a second to talk about the relationship between roger and Vinny and what agnostic front means to fans and means to the scene it means to new york city i i remember my very first hardcore shows being a little metal kid going to hardcore shows and my punk friends telling me like look cut you know put your hair under a hat or your hoodie and do not let anyone see that metallica shirt before crossover happened and everybody was cool again uh, and then, you know, you meet years later, I meet like Vinny on the street and he's just approachable and adorable. And I go from being like terrified for my life at a show, like I'm going to get the beating of my life and killed to like, this guy is like my dad almost with tattoos and, and about the, and about the same amount of attitude and sass that my pops had. And I was like, this guy is so down to earth and f- loving and friendly and cool. Oh guy, it's so cool that you like, you know, our band. And like, you know, it just took me back. I was like, you know, you don't you don't really know sometimes until you peel back the layers and just see people off stage and in real life. So Vinny and, and Roger, the genuine article, they're real people. They're not cartoons or caricatures. I know that hardcore has a huge past of, you know, all kinds of craziness, but like they're wonderful guys, man. They really are. Yeah, yeah they're good guys. And the thing is too with, with the film, it's, it's really a film about mortality. It is about, you know, I guess hardcore and the band 
No, right on. And, uh, you know, I think it's a very poignant moment in the film. You know, Roger's uh, struggles, you know, Vinny's struggles uh, to stay in the neighborhood as it changes around him and things. It is a human story. It's not just a music doc. And like, oh, wasn't this cool? And it's, you know, it's not just uh, it's a wonderful reminiscence, but it's also really in the moment and really present, which I really value. I think it's probably one of the best things about the film. Yeah, man. Uh, and, and again, this sort of uh, best friend love story is is amazing is you don't you something you just don't see in any film, let alone, you know, no storytelling. You know, we, we live in such a crazy male dominated ego society that like, you know, these guys love each other like brothers and they fight like brothers, oh, yeah. but they love each other. And there's like a real there's a lot of love in this film and kindness and compassion and I and I expected to see that, but I don't think the masses were re- are ready for it because they don't associate hardcore with those feelings. Absolutely, like the stories I could tell you from screening this film, film vessels, it's it's been really crazy. Um, you know, I remember uh, I want to say it was Florida. Um, could be wrong. If I remember correctly, I think it was Florida. There was a there was an older gentleman who came up to me. And I remember, you know, I was watching, you know, the audience. I always watch the audience during the screening. I kind of just, I don't watch the film. I kind of just glance around and watch the audience from the side or I'll pop in and pop out just to see gauge what people like. And when we screened in, in, you know, uh, Florida, there was, there was, uh, it was a good amount of people there. Uh, I think it was about 400. Um, and it was a huge room. And it was the first night that Rogers, mother had seen the film. Um, she had never seen a film, so we brought her up from, she lives in Southern Florida, we brought her up uh, to the screening, and um, there was a, you know, pretty mixed bag of people there. There was punk rock kids, there were old school hardcore kids from New York. It's like a lot of people who see Florida from New York who have seen. Um, and, you know, the original singer of John Watson. Sure. Wow. Um, Randy Underwood, who's like one of the oldest, you know, New York hardcore photographers there. Um, It was just, it was a really, really cool, cool um, night. And it was a, it was a mixed bag, like some mixed bag people, but there were also, you know, some just film film festival goers. And then there's a a couple, like, older gentlemen that were, you know, sitting in there and they were probably in their 70s. And I remember, Three quarters of the song, I'll say around 60 minutes, 70 minutes into the song, um, I saw one of them crying. And um, I was just like, wow, that's pretty cool. I see a lot of people crying in the song in different places, but um, to see some guy that's not into Harper Punk Rock, it was the first time that I really kind of said, okay, wow, this is really an older gentleman. He's obviously not into Harper Punk Rock by just looking at him. Um, and He's, uh, you know, he's really physically, you know, emotionally affected by the film. Wow. So, yeah, and, and after the after the screen, you know, he came up to me and, and, and said, hey, um, you know, Mr. Fowler, I just want to let you know that this this film is, is was really remarkable. It, 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 you know, I, I absolutely love it. He goes, I thought that, you know, tattooed and, you know, mohawk, you know, People with mohawks and tattoos were drug addicts and criminals. He's like, you know, boy, was I wrong. And I, I was, I was, it, it, it sounds so simple, but it was it really, 
that really stood out to me. And because I was like, wow, is, is this changing people's perspective on punk rock or hardcore music or the people involved in it? I don't know if that's on a mainstream level going to ever happen, but it did in that moment with that guy. And I witnessed it, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> so um, it's, like I said, it's a lot of different people. And um, it seems to be a, somebody, anybody can watch it and relate with it in some way. Um, there's got to be one piece of it that they relate with, whether it be Vinny, me and their uncle or their dad, or, you know, Roger, a brother or a father, uh, you know, or, or, you know, whatever it may be. Everybody's, you know, says, you know, that, that's my dad. That's, that's how, or that's how I've lived my life. I can relate with it. <laughs> it's done a really good job of connecting people. A lot of people have, you know, come up to me after screenings and, and rather than saying it's a really good movie or I hate it, one or the other, they say thank you. And I just think that's really, really profound for someone to thank me for making the movie. And I probably get thank you more than anything. Well, well deserved, my friend. Well deserved. Thank you for making this film because it definitely has uh, inspired me and inspired a lot of people who've seen it. Um, as we as we wind down, uh, I definitely one other real highlight of the film for me in terms of the filmmaking. Uh, I think obviously with documentaries, interviews are so important. I do a lot of interviews as a journalist, um, as a documentarian. I mean, some of these interviews are chilling, chilling to the bone. Freddie Madball, Roger's wife, the whole gamut of everybody in the film. Uh, what was the interview you did, whether it ended up in the final film or not, that sort of uh, stopped you in your tracks or surprised you the most? Okay. Um, that set the stage for the whole movie. Um, I've known Roger for 20 years. Um, we've been, you know, I would call it friends. Uh, you would call it friends. But once we started making this film, um, it, it just changed. Our relationship changed in, in some way. Um, and I'm, I'm not exactly sure, you know, how, but I can, I can say that when I sat down and did that first interview with Roger, um, I learned things about him that I, I had no idea about. Um, I learned stuff about the band, about him, um, mainly him. I was just in shock. Um, the things he was telling me, I had never heard anything about his childhood. I don't think most people have, even, even his close friends. Um, you want to, you know, something crazy as close as, as close as Roger and, and Benny are. Um, it was when Benny saw the film, it was Benny's first time of hearing how bad Roger's uh, childhood was as well. Um, in all the years they've been friends, Roger's not really talked about his childhood with people, including Benny. You can imagine how traumatic that would be. So, so hearing Roger in his own words tell me about his upbringing, um, that's when I knew this was going to be something a little bit different. Um, because the interview I did, by the way, a lot of people won't realize this, but um, I do all my initial interviews, audio interviews only. There's no camera. But I record them really high so they can be used in the film. Mm. And um, the first interview I did uh, was with Roger. Uh, the visual interview I did with Roger was actually the last thing, one of the last things we did of filming. But the audio interview was about a four, yeah, four hour interview of just sitting in his living room and talking. And um, 
once he started telling me about his life, his early life, I just, I, I just right then knew it was just there's something going on. This is this is going to be something different um, because of his honesty and just hearing that story is just yeah, it's chilling. Indeed, indeed. Uh, thanks for answering that. Thanks for sharing all this insights uh, about your film, The Godfather's a Hardcore. Uh, congratulations on all the success of the film. You deserve it. The film is amazing and worth watching. Um, you uh, Fans can watch it now on Showtime On Demand and on Showtime. You can buy it a lot of places. Uh, soon it'll be available. You can't get it just yet. Can't get it just yet. But you will soon. I'll tell you the best place to find out all this information is if you just go to our website, which is thegodfathersofhardcore.com, um, and then if people sign up uh, on the website, just put their email, then we have a mailing list. I promise we won't sell the email list to anybody, um, any companies or anything like that. Uh, we just hold on to it, and then we just, there's that, and then there's, um, uh, the film should be out probably in digitally. I'm in the process of doing it right now uh, with a, with a, company and if everything goes well it's going to be uh mid-april um, but it will be available in about 67 countries all over the world amazing so, yeah so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that if you can't buy it yet if you can you see it on showtime you can see it on on demand and if you have amazon or hulu amazon prime or hulu plus um you can also watch it uh watch it watch on showtime as well because you can have i don't know what yep. to call it but um, it's like an add-on to those subscription services for like and you can just, I think they're still offering it for free too. It's like a trial. So you can check it out or you can wait and, uh, you know, help us out by uh, buying it on iTunes or do both. Indeed, do both. Do both. Let's support yeah, this. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. And, and also buy the DVD. And then the director's cut is going to come out as well after everything else is out. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I look forward to it, man. And again, all the success and, and uh, praise to you. And thank you so much. Uh, it's not easy to talk about your art, especially film, <laughs> to speak about something you watch visually and hear aud audibly. But thank you so much for sharing some time yeah, with sure. me and Ghost Cult Magazine, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate the time. Thanks, Ian. Have a great day and take care, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.